Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'd like to have these things in, in our mind if we want to live in another country. Because the first year is just like the time that you need to, to get used to it. It's adaptation. Everything is different. You know, yeah. there's a language that you have to learn and the culture as well yeah the second year is the year that you are gonna start to you know build up your career or you're gonna like it's the time that you have like to see your next steps yeah Something which I don't think gets enough, if not any recognition from the majority of global populations is how difficult it is to uproot your life as an adult and begin again from zero in another country, many even having to learn a new language in the process. Facing a challenge like that, many would say, could make or break a person, which depending on the circumstances could be true, but without doubt an experience in broad will shape the person you become. Edu talks to us about his experience of moving to Ireland eight years ago and how he has navigated his way through life here. Like us all, his story has a number of ups and downs, but he'll be the first to admit that his life in Ireland is a good one and he finds himself settled and content here. Edu has his own podcast called Irlanda Talk Show, links to which you can find in the description of this podcast. Thanks to all of you for listening. If you're feeling generous, a review, rating or sharing with a friend would be extraordinarily helpful. And now, here's my conversation with Edu. I've heard, well, anyway, I've heard, I imagine it's quite a, an interesting place to work. It is. It's not like so organized. Yeah. Because it's quite new, really. It, yeah, it's, it's new and like, I don't know, like, all the rules came from a different country, you know, that we are used to. Everything comes from China, so they have, like, a different ways to work. Different culture. Yeah, as well, yeah. You uh, know what's cause it's really funny, right? Just to interrupt. I remember when I, when I was in college learning about culture, 
and I thought this was a lot of shit. Like, why is this important? Why does anybody need to learn about culture? <laughs> and you come into an organization like bringing a, like a corporate Chinese corporate organization into Dublin with a multicultural environment, and it's like, how do we manage this? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's very important. Yeah, especially because you know that you cannot do everything you want. You have like to be more careful with others, you know, around you because. For example, I didn't know that my first year working, you know, in this uh, multicultural companies, which was like Accenture. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, there was um, a girl from, well, I, I, I don't know where, but she's, uh, she's Islam. So I I came to say hello to her. So I was like, I was like handshaking and she she was like, frozen like this and mm. then I realized oh yeah that, that it's because I'm a man mm. so they cannot touch like a man's yeah. hand I didn't know that yeah that that's why it's important to know I yeah I have a few experiences that I've had uh, teaching when I was a teacher um, and having a, a room of 15 people from different cultures <clears throat> and how they all interact with each other and they used to warn us a little bit about how like, important that can be. And there's one story, I can't remember if I've said this before on the podcast, but um, I had a, you know, you'd have your classes in the morning and your classes in the afternoon, yeah. right? And different different students in, in the morning to the afternoon. And at this particular time, I didn't have any afternoon class, but I had a, let's say, a very predominantly uh, Latin-based uh, culturist class in the morning. So you had the Spanish, Italians, Brazilians, um, whatever, mm -hmm. in this one group. And, like, they're all very outspoken, very animated. And from a teacher's point of view in languages, that's great. As long as everybody's speaking English, yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Um, so I went in, and what I was doing, I was like, oh, what am I going to get them to do today? I was like, okay. I had this murder mystery game. Oh, cool. I was like, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and like build it up a lot. And I'll walk into the room and I was like, guys, I've got really bad news today. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's, what, what's happening? And they're like, someone's been murdered in the school. And like people are like, what, what, what? And I was like, one of you did it. But like instantly the, the people in the room understood it. Obviously, it's a game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they're like shouting like, oh, and like I hand out all of the different characters. And I was like, right, you have to read who you are. You have uh -huh. to be this character, etc. Yeah. And then begin. And then I don't think I spoke for another hour and 30 minutes. I just walked around the room like correcting people yeah. every now and then. But they're so not, engaged and so engaged. <laughs> and then had my lunch break. The director of the school came up and was like, Mark, we've got a problem. One of the teachers is sick. Can you do an afternoon class? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. But I didn't ask anything about, I was like, 10 minutes to prepare. So I was like, okay, shit, what am I going to do? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the same thing. They're the same level as the students in the morning. I'll just go in and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, went in exactly the same without even really thinking. Just walked into the room. I was like, guys, there's been a murder in the school. And then I just looked down at the room and it was these faces just in pure shock it was just this it was a japanese group um and they were like what and i was like i had to say oh no sorry guys it's a joke and i had to introduce the class in a totally different way and they all looked like 
I was about to murder them or something like that. It was just an incredible difference in oh the culture. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, it's just funny how it can, it can change. You a lot. have to. Yeah. You have to uh, change the way that you behave around certain yes. cultures. Yes, totally. It's very interesting. You know, that's something that I could see only here in Ireland. I mean, I I lived in Argentina uh, in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the first time I had so many, you know, contact, uh, so much contact with like people from like everywhere, yeah. especially from Europe. There was something like new to me. It was like, oh my God, it's so cool. You know, you can interact with people like from the yeah. other side of the ocean. But like here you have like everyone, you know, in one place. It's really cool. How, how did you end up here? Um, well, as I said, I, I used to live in Argentina, uh, for mm. just, yeah, just not, not so long actually. And then I went back to Brazil. I moved to Sao Paulo. I wasn't happy after like, uh, the, uh, after like two years working in the film industry, I wasn't like that happy. So I then ha I had the experience already of like living abroad. So I said to myself, well, perhaps that's time to try something else. Because I tried to learn some English there, you know, back there. Mm. It, that was just like impossible. And there's like some jobs that I could not, you know, uh, make it because I didn't speak the language. In, in Sao Paulo, that's like a huge film production, you know, okay. people, people invest like in ads films uh, like documentaries as i said to you and i there's like many many directors from other countries that actually go goes there and, and like uh directed the movies you know mm. uh, especially the moves with uh if after effects you know special yeah. effects thing and i could i could like be part of this crew so i said oh i have like two friends in ireland living okay. there and i i had i knew that i had one friend already that lived here and he was like so you know uh happy to have this experience and like mm. all the time he used to say to me oh ireland that was an amazing time blah 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 and he lived here for one month only oh, wow. but i had like two friends living here junior and diego both brazilian and uh, diego i studied with him like for a long time in my city junior i worked with him uh, in a production company in Brazil. So I spoke to them and say, Hey, can you tell me more about Ireland? Mm. And then like they said things and all, but that was too, that was like very nice, uh, points of view because junior, um, he, how can I say that he had help, you know, from, uh, his mother, for yeah. example, he didn't need to work when he got here. Just studying, you know, and work on his own thing. He bought some equipment, so he started like recording and get those gigs uh, as a, a filmmaker. But Diego, no, Diego actually he needed to go, you know, and work as a KP, you know, yeah. those those hard jobs, um, physically, phys physically speaking, big time. And then like, I had like two points of view, you know, yeah. one say, no, this, everything's so great. And the other friend, wow, it's amazing. I love you here, but yeah, of course. this is the reality. So of course I listened to the both of them, but I wanted to listen more to Diego's uh, experience because 
that's my you know my thing was my life was very similar to his life so yeah th that's why and then I, I I worked so hard in Sao Paulo I saved some money <laughs> so money like lots of money <laughs> and then I got here yeah in 2015 um can I ask like you said you weren't enjoying the film industry that much yes I mean I, I was enjoying the film I wasn't enjoying the people at the uh, film industry now. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, there's some, you know, so many ego and people just, they just think they like all never think they they can do whatever they want with you, especially if you're starting, which yeah. wasn't my case. But I faced some situations that I wasn't happy at all. Um, I just needed to move, you know. To, to, to start my life again somewhere else. Mm. And what did you do in, in the film industry? Like, what exactly was your... I was... I, I started as a producer assistant. Okay. And and then, like, I, I had some step-ups uh, as a producer, uh, producer manager, and producer coordinator. I'm not sure if it's the same in Ireland. I think it changed a bit the way we, we see it, but... My my last movie, I was working a documentary. I was like, I was coordinating the whole thing, you know. Mm. I wasn't the executive producer, but I was like just you know below the, the executive producer and the director. So it's almost like project management, really. Um, I would say so, yeah, because I had to take care of the schedule as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I I did my post grade here as a project manager for okay. for animation. Oh wow. Mm. Um, where did you do that? Um, IDAT, is that correct? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, in... Where is he actually? Um, oh, it's a beautiful place. That's not up on... That's not the one on Thomas Street, no? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the... Oh, this, there's a pier, like, people go there a lot. Red Bull, they do loads of events there. Um, it's not Grand Canal, though. No, 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 no. It's... I don't know. You have to, like, to get the train. There's a bus as well. Um, where is it? I, I forgot the name. It, it, yeah, I just can't remember. But it's IDAT. Yeah, it's a very nice uh, college. It's not Dunleary, no? Yes, Dunleary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was only, I, I like, knew it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a friend, I think, who did something out there. Yeah, Dunleary, well. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And how was that experience? Like, So, well, actually, before you tell me that, I want to go back a little bit because we're kind of skipping um, and skipping and jumping between points. But yeah, you you decided you, you spoke to your two friends, uh, Diego and Junior. Yeah, you got their two perspe perspectives before you came. This is probably back 2014, 2015. Um, yes, yeah, 14. Yeah. Or even before that. You you decided to come. What was the um, you mentioned about learning English before was was that kind of the purely the purpose um yes yeah yeah english yeah learning english was the the main purpose for me to come here um yeah because like i tried to i tried to learn this in brazil that was just impossible especially because you know like people that actually work in the film industry usually work like more than eight hours for sure yeah. like especially in brazil some you know sometimes i work like 10 hours 12 hours 14 hours in a set so it's mm. quite difficult for you to keep, you know, um, a routine. So it was like, so I, I couldn't like go to the gym either, you know, mm. just, just for you to have an idea. Yeah. 
So I said, now, if I want to learn English, I have to do exactly the same as I did in Argentina to learn the Spanish. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go for a language exchange again. Yeah. I didn't know where. Um, I mean, I had Ireland in my mind because I knew that would be a bit easier for me, you know, just because of the, the 3K euro to, you know, as, as a proof, we doesn't work anymore for sure. <laughs> yeah. We cannot like live with 3K here for sure for like no. for six months. That's all impossible. Unless you divide the house with like a hundred people. So is that the actual, like, so the idea is that you come with 3,000 that's supposed exactly. to be enough for you to live for six months. With no, there was supposed to be. Well, back there, they had just changed the the law. Uh, when I came, I could stay here for 12 months. It was, if I'm not mistaken, I could. How was it? Yeah, it was like six months studying. Six months I could work. Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah, I think that was the thing. So yeah, basically, yeah, six six months, yeah, three k for six months, and then like, you have to work to to get you know to renew yeah. your college and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of I, uh, <laughs> I I spoken about this before on the podcast, and and those, it's 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 kind of a joke that you expect people to come here with a certain quantity of of income and just study, given the cost of living here, yeah, especially now. Especially uh, now, yeah. Which is just so high. Um, and then what happens is you have guys, girls come over here, they work in cafes, they work in restaurants, then go to school in the morning. They're, you know, let's say active almost 14 hours of the day, <clears throat> if not more, 14, 15. I remember as a teacher back when I taught, this is going back maybe four or five, six, well, maybe even going back to 2013, 2014, you'd have people who are falling asleep in the classroom and it's not because they're at a party and it's because yeah, they have you'll have a guy. I remember there was a guy who's like, like, yeah, I, I work cleaning up the nightclubs after. Wow. So he was literally working from 2 a.m. to about 6 a.m., then coming straight to school, going to bed, then doing the same thing again. That's hard. And it yeah. was, I remember he was like a civil engineer. So you're, you're, you have to be very clear on your goal because yeah. I say, especially if you're tired and working a job like that and in school, I can't imagine how many times it comes into your head. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah, it, it actually happens. I'm going to tell you something very interesting, actually, that you mentioned this. Um, I would say, at least for the Brazilian people, most of us, usually we had a career and a degree. I would say most of us. Yeah. We, we had a career and a degree in Brazil. Um, when I was living here, like, I mean, I still living here, but when I, well, in my first year here, I, I think it was my fourth month, I didn't have money anymore. Mm. Because of course, 3K, it, it, it's impossible. Like it was already difficult back there. So when you get a job, any job, it's, it's a, such a relief. So we pray to do those jobs, you know, because yeah. the first the first uh, thing that we, we face here when we, we come to Ireland is that any euro like would make a huge difference in, you know, in your mount. So because like you can buy stuff here. For example, if you get like the minimum wage, you, 
you can like, of course, it's, it's a bit difficult to leave, but like people you still can do this, you know, uh, especially students, of course, they have to share the, you know, the, the bedroom and stuff like that. But you feel that you can buy stuff. So so that's yeah. that's one point. My first job was in a laundry. I had like, I think I had like 50 euro in my account, in my bank account. I didn't mm -hmm. have like more than this. And I have colleagues. I, I was actually living uh, with my friend Diego back there because I couldn't afford to pay rent anymore. And he said, no, I'm going to put you in my bedroom. We're going to share the bed. You can stay here as long as you need. I'm going to speak to like everyone I know to get you a job. And there's like so many nice people in that house that helped me. Another Diego from Mexico, he said, hey, listen, this is my stuff. Uh, if you feel like you want to eat anything, just take it. You don't need to. Uh, you just just tell me like afterwards that you did. And, and then like, I, I will know like if I need to buy something else. But you can have everything. You won't like you won't starve. So Diego, he actually helped me as well to get a job. My first job it was in a laundry. 10 hours standing up, like doing the same movement, you know, all the time. Mm. It was in Tala and I used to live in uh, uh, Phibsboro. Mm. So yeah, it, yeah, that was like very difficult. And my first time there, uh, my first like two days, I was like doing my work. I was always good with my hands uh always good like my 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 grandpa he was um um artisan and the other one was a carpenter so i i don't know my father he worked with those machines creating uh stuff as well so i'm mm. always good like always like to do like some hand uh, hand job i mean like it's gonna sound like <laughs> <laughs> handiwork handiwork yeah. <laughs> hand jobs yeah, yeah hand jobs yeah <laughs> plus 18 <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <clears throat> yeah hand works so you, for me it was okay you know like to do the work but i swear to you in my first two days and the first hours i i told myself what the fuck am i doing here mm. i had a career a nice one, um, a nice degree. Why, why do I need it now? I had this, I had this mindset for the first week, and then I got the payment. Yeah, that was like a life changer. No, it, yeah. it changed the whole thing. Yeah, because I got the payment, I could pay the rent, I could buy my food, and I could like start doing things again. So it's a new start. So usually when we come here, like we got those those jobs that like physically is very like, you know, it's difficult. Yeah. You know, we're not, especially if we're not used to it. Yeah. And we're going to think about that, you know, like just have the, those mindsets. Oh, why? We're going to like question ourselves all the time. So yeah, when I got the payment, I was like, yeah, now I can do stuff. So I wanted to work more actually. Because I I made yeah I made money work for this laundry. Yeah. Can I just say as well like yeah. what is perhaps very it would be very easy to think in that moment right when you're you're just relatively arrived. I imagine that your English like your English is amazing now. Thank you. But I imagine at the time you said you come to learn English, so I imagine it wasn't like it is now. <clears throat> um, so. Instantly, there is because of the language barrier, there's a divide between you and uh, let's just say local people, yeah. Irish people. 
um, thankfully you had sounds like you had an amazing community in, in with your friends and then totally, those yeah. guys that you lived with that helped you. Um, but you're doing this job that you hate um, and you kind of see yourself taking a st- like two or three steps backwards, right? And then you've got the language barrier. It, you have a divide between you and the local people. So it's it would be very easy to think, you know, like, fuck Ireland and Irish people. And I don't, you know, I can't, I don't like them. I have this nice community of expats here. And I think a lot of people do, a lot of people do go down that, that path of, of thinking those things because perhaps it's the easy thing to do because you can't communicate with them and you don't see yourself as you're like, I'm way more talented in terms of film production or whatever that I do, a lawyer, than this Irish guy here. But look at like at the nice life that he has, you know. So it's very easy to think those things. Yeah. Um, did you find yourself thinking that or were you able to navigate it in some way? Um... <clears throat> I think, as you said, it's it's actually easy to to find that way. But we have like to be honest with ourselves as well. Um, how can I compete with an Irish producer here? Um, I mean, like, of course, like the biggest challenge is the is the language, yeah, right. So, f- at least for myself, to be a producer, you have like to make to to have an amazing like language skills. Mm. Let's let's start like with this. Um, I I don't know, like, if I ever thought like this, uh, maybe at some point, but I knew that I need to improve myself. I cannot just, like, come here and point fingers and... Because, like, I think it's very easy for us to judge, you know? Uh, even, yeah. like, even others, it doesn't need to be other nationality. It doesn't need to be other yeah. nationality. With, like, it, that's why we have, like, to um, be careful what we say. You know, not pointing fingers because we don't know like that guy's history, what like he's being true or, you know, the girl, what she's being true. Um, but I'm just trying to, I mean, I don't know, man. That's, that's a difficult question actually, because I'm not like, um, I was like always open and realistic with to myself that I said, okay, now I'm I'm doing those jobs because of course I the first thing that I need to have is the language mm. because otherwise I cannot compete mm-hmm. compete with like anyone. Mm. Now like then I have the language. I, I I'm not sure if that's that sh- you know is still enough to like to do the same the same work as you know an Irish person would do. Um, I don't know. I don't think I would judge uh, for that. Um, I'm not, I don't think that you, it doesn't, I'm just talking to you. I don't think that you, you did. But what I'm saying is maybe it can be when you're tired, when you're having those negative thoughts, it's easy to think things like that. It is. Yeah. Um, what, what, I, what I can say that like, I, I was a bit frustrated, like sometimes is that, um, for example, this this post grade that I that I had the chance to do, I tried for two years. The first, I'm not saying that I was like I had all the requirements they needed. Yeah. But I I guess I had because the same like it happened to me the next next year. So I I was uh, accepted for like and I didn't have like upskilled myself, but 
before that, there was like so many courses that I want to enter. And especially for this one, for the postgrade, I wasn't accepted. And they released a list of the students and there was, there was like only Irish people. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's, I, yeah, I started thinking like many things. Is yeah. this because I'm a foreign or yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. I couldn't understand. I was, of course, very sad. So it's yeah. easy for us to think those things. But I don't know like the reason behind it. If they didn't think that I was like ready enough or yeah. something like that, it could be like more challenge to them. Yeah. I, I don't know. But what I can say like for, I had applied as well for like many roles in the film industry here. I never got the chance to do an interview. Really? It's a bit frustrating, you know. Uh, nowadays, I, I'm a bit more relaxed, but it's a bit frustrating because like, if if I look back at my CV, I have, I have like films in Brazil that actually won festivals. So I know, I know how I work. I work a lot because I love doing this mm. and I just didn't have opportunities, yeah. but maybe this is myself. I didn't do the right thing because I know some Brazilian people that they are in the film industry. Yeah. So I, th that's the point that I say, okay, it's, it, I think it's easy for us to think those things. Oh, but what the Irish person has like different from myself. Uh, but like, maybe that's me, you know, the, the one that like, I don't know that that's being a blockage to myself. Maybe I didn't have the right approach. So I don't know, but I think like when we are like upset or I got something, it's, it's easy for us like to use those things as, as an excuse, you know? Yeah. And, and like the reality of it is, and for people like you, um, who've come to move to a new country and gone through the challenge, first of all, first and foremost of learning the language, because, yeah. um, you want the language today, but you don't have it. It's going to take years of work. Yeah. And that in and of itself is an extremely frustrating thing. But I think if you can take that, uh, let's say a win now that you, you have it, you wanted it and now you have it. Yeah. Um, but the reality is you needed patience. Um, and it, it's such a funny thing because it's it's something that I struggle with a lot personally is patience because you can want something doesn't matter how fucking bad you want it imagine imagine I wanted to learn German more than anything you could possibly imagine yeah and you're like right for the next three weeks I'm gonna study like hell I'm gonna study German like a freak three weeks later am I gonna be able to speak German no no <laughs> <laughs> forget about it it takes time it takes and time. actually what you're better off doing is like 15 minutes a day over like four years or whatever it might be, a bit more than that maybe. And then as you say, doing like exchanges in Germany for three weeks at a time and go live with a family there or whatever it might be. So that ability that you, or that experience that you've had now of wanting something, taking the time to get it, maybe you didn't realize, and I'm sure you had fun along the way at times too. Um, you've, I imagine you wouldn't be here eight years later if you didn't. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's it's a definitely like I I feel like it's so underappreciated from from people who just don't understand that I'm not saying that I do because I haven't necessarily lived it like you have. Mm -hmm. I've lived in another country, but not like you had where I had to get like I lived in a European country, I didn't have to get a visa or anything like that. Oh yeah. Um yeah. so I wasn't forced to do work that wasn't my area. Um 
having come through all of that, being on the other side, working for a big tech company in, in Dublin now, you arrived here on your motorbike, you seem settled. You don't buy a motorbike in a country if you're going to leave next week, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> How did you end up going through all of those tough moments to <clears throat> to now live in quite, a, seems like a settled life here? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just something I want to say before I answer Dude. that, um, because that's very like interesting. It happened to me like when I moved to Sao Paulo as well from my city. But every single start is very like difficult and and is even more competitive. Uh, for example, um, I came here, I left everything behind. Um, as you said, I had like a time to learn the language. So basically, when I came here, I didn't have the language. So it's I think like we have to be twice better as like a, another person that actually is from here mm. because we need to like to to prove that we we have the language and the skills to to get a job you know like to mm -hmm. compete with some locals mm -hmm. so that's very difficult and that's why sometimes we have to go through like loads of things and some like most of us we actually had we need an, an a second degree here in mm -hmm. Ireland as well so it's not easy yeah it's, it's super difficult as you said like your students we had like to go to school or college, uh, uh, I mean like language school or college work and do our homework and then to compete with someone that actually perhaps live uh, with, with their parents mm. and yeah. they can accept a job for free or just like for the, I don't know, as an internship. So sometimes we just can't, there's not an option for us mm. immigrants. So, and I think this, this actually leads to the next question because uh, we've been, like, I've been through so much thing here, it's, like difficult things, but I said, uh, th that's the point that I said to you, like, when you get a salary here and you feel that you can buy stuff that you couldn't afford in Brazil, like today, everything that I have here, I don't think I would have in Brazil, even though if I was working in the film industry, with something that I love. Mm because everything is so expensive there everything so that's that's like one of the main reason like i, I i'm i'm still here like you want to live here because i can still afford things now of course a bit more complicated with the the renting price like supermarkets like everything you know it's it's a bit more expensive than before but it's still worth it you know mm. um it i don't know like what else <laughs> yeah it's like i'm um, these two countries are in very different situations in terms of well, we spoke to a girl called Celeste who's from Venezuela uh, and I asked same. her the question of um, you know like when times were tough you know a lot of people complain about times being tough in Ireland and she said obviously it depends on your perspective on things yeah. and on what, yeah. you, what you've had and what I you've so not agree. had but I so agree. She, she said to me it's like Mark you know people complain about having but no money or anything and I agree that it's it's very month to month and people can't pay rent sometimes and etc and some people are in a really difficult situation but let's take the the middle part of the population who in reality it might be like well I used to go out for pints four nights a month now I can only afford to go one or two and for, she said for me Mark it was like I couldn't afford sugar I couldn't afford 
coffee. You know, we have to ask our neighbors for those things. <clears throat> we share money between neighbors and communities because we we couldn't afford those simple things. Yeah. And that is different. Yeah. I so agree with her. It's it's all about perspectives. As I said, what I have here and I'm just being even even just like the equipments that I the, the first camera that I bought here. It was the Sony 6500 that I still use it. I could I could not afford like in Brazil. That would that would be like impossible. Not impossible, but I would have to pay like for monthly of you know payments. But here, like we can we can have like a, a life here, you know, in Ireland. Yeah. A, a, a happy one. Of course, now it's a bit more difficult, but you just like need to prioritize things you know of course uh, if you used to go to the pub every single weekend just like don't go as much as you yeah. used to and and there's like more things like Ireland is very safe I mean it's another thing that's changing you know Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> not so happy lately I can't compare like with 2015 it changed a lot and if if like the government don't do something like really soon things will like be very different we could see like those days in tala the bus stop at 7 p.m something like that because of like what like what the, the guys are doing um, yeah. so they have to do something about it you know because i've been there you know i i lived in brazil where we see this like all the time so coming to ireland was something like very new to me like i i I'm just not afraid of like walking on the street mm. in Brazil. Like even even though like today is is a bit worse. When I go there, I feel afraid of just like walking on the streets because in the night because like anything can happen. Here in Ireland, I feel safe. I still feeling safe here. Yeah. So that's another point. And of course, like as I said, the salary we can afford things here like easily I can have for example even though I say oh this month I don't have like lots of money but I want to buy a sushi for myself mm -hmm. I can do it you know so that's the part that I say that I'm very proud of proud of myself because I have a post grade here today in another country that's so amazing you know I studied something that I love um, I have a motorbike, something that I wa always wanted, mm. even though those guys tried to steal this some, you know, back there, like mm. a couple of weeks ago. I can imagine. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, I I pay my rent. It's a single room with my own in uh, uh, suite and I share with only one friend of mine, which is expensive, you know, but I I have like this look luxury, you know, yeah. I can I can have it. And now I have like another rent to, mm. you know, to pay. That's my studio, the, the podcast one that I have. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't have like all the money that I wanted like at the moment, but I still can do those things. Until when? I have no idea, but so far I can do this, you know. So that's that's a huge achievement for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and not a lot of people can can say that you said earlier on we we're talking about comparing like not a lot of um and it, it you know what's funny mm. when i came here people used to say well 
Um, for things to start getting there, it's gonna take like more or less four years. It's gonna be, of course, it's not like a, a rule. It, like some people, they just come here, especially if they have like IT degree in Brazil, they come here and they might get a job straight away because like we know this, uh, this field is like, it's very like need right now yeah, because of tech companies and stuff like that. But if you are not like in the critical skills or IT uh, field, I think it's gonna take a while. So this is what I heard back there. Now it's gonna take like three or four years to you know, for you to settle. It happened actually in for me in three years time, three or four actually, yeah, because that was the that the time that I got my first job in an office. Mm. So everything changed uh, by that. Yeah, I think it, for for me personally, I I was surprised at how long it took me to settle. At, being abroad, I lived abroad for four years, but I think I settled probably after about two and a half. No, um, when I f could finally start saying that, I feel a bit more comfortable just going to shops and speaking in Spanish or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, it did. I didn't realize that it would take that long, but it does take that. Yeah, long. it does. And we have like to have these things in in our mind if we want to live in another country because the first year is just like the time that you need to like, to get used to it. It's yeah. adaptation. Everything is different, you know, yeah. there's a language that you have to learn and the culture as well. Yeah. The second year is the year that you are going to start to, you know, build up your career or you're going to like, is the time that you have like to see your next steps. Yeah. I often think in terms of, of for, for difficult things like that, I, I think in terms of four years, I try to think in, in terms of four years. Um, like if you think of the Olympics, people train. I mean, obviously they don't just train for four years. They they train their whole life. Yes. But the build yeah. up, like real build up, is like <clears throat> for an athlete. They'd be like, right, their objective is in four years' time, the next Olympics. How, where am I going to be at that point? And every single day they're training. We don't know anything about that until we watch the Olympics and yes, we say, oh, like this person's amazing, like. What an athlete, but we just yeah. don't see the, the grind every single day. Um, even with a degree from university, like think of it. I I, yeah. don't, I think somebody thought of the four year cycle. Like, why does it take you four years to become an engineer or whatever it might be? Um, somebody put some thought into that period of time. And I think it is a good amount of time for the adaptation yeah. to be able to actually then become let's say proficient in whatever you're doing or experiencing um i think that it makes sense to me yeah it does to me as well yeah yeah how did you start your podcast uh well it was actually into do you remember that the app um clubhouse um i've heard of it i've never been on it or anything like yeah, that. yeah it started during the pandemic i think the first year or the I think the first year in 2019. So it's it's kind of like Twitter, but you have to be invited or something like that, is it? Yeah, it was. Um, I would say it's an open podcast uh, that like everyone could be in a room and share their uh, and had a conversation. So you needed like a host to open the room and you just like needed to raise your hand and the, the host could put you like in they stay on the stage so you could like discuss things mm. it was super cool it was actually in 2020 and 
I wasn't living like the best time of my life because my marriage uh, was uh, going like worse and mm. worse, which was like, I think one of the most difficult times of, yeah, of my life for sure. So when I, when I found, found, found out about this app, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to use it. So I started using it and I got to know so many people that, that like we're still friends that we have like a group and um, uh, Instagram and WhatsApp uh, because we used to open a room like every single day to discuss like, you know, things that happen in Ireland. So there, there are like people in Brazil and other countries that they want to to listen to us and to what we had to say. But uh, the same time that I joined the clubhouse, I was, I, I spoke to my friend, uh, hey, Fernando, actually, what if we start a podcast? And he said, what is this? And then I explained to him because I always loved to, it, it's going to sound a fetish, but it's not a fetish. <laughs> you know, when I have like the headset and you, you can listen to like an amazing quality sounds and like people speaking and like you feel so relaxed. Yeah. It's not like ASMR for sure because <laughs> I don't like that at all. But yeah, I loved that thing. And I say, well, I always loved working with media and, and I, I wasn't working with media like since I left Brazil. Of course, I had some gigs here, but it wasn't the same thing. And I said, okay, yeah, I want to start something, but I'm not so confident about anything. So maybe let's talk about Ireland. So we invite people via Zoom to, you know, to share the experience. So that's how we started. Because I, if there's something that I know, it's it's life in Ireland as, as an mm, immigrant. Yeah, so I can 100%. share, yeah, I can share like everything I know. So it was super cool. Um, yeah, that's that's how we started. Yeah, just like Fernando used to be in, in his home, myself in my home, and the guests like, you know, anywhere. So, of course, like the quality wasn't the best. The microphone was good, but, you know, the guests, we used to like to rely on their microphones yeah. and, and get internet connections. Like during pandemic, we know like we faced so many trouble with uh, the internet, right? Yeah. Because like everyone was using it at home as well. So yeah, that's that's how everything started, you know. And then like after after like a couple of months, I I stopped because of my post grade, and Fernando he wasn't so engaged anymore because he had like on other um, focus. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say that. Uh, so we stopped. I went to the you know to the college and like after a couple of months I I was feeling that I needed to do that again, and I said Fernando, hey let's let's get back to it. I said yeah let's, but I couldn't feel that he was like really wanted to do that you know at that time, and then I said to him okay let's try to do it. So there was many times he couldn't uh, participate, just me and the guest. And I was a bit sad, uh, uh, you know, because I said, oh, that, that was so cool, like when he was here as well yeah. with me. <clears throat> so it's, it's not making sense to me. So I stopped again. And then I saw other Brazilian podcasts here uh, doing the videocast version. Uh, yeah. You know, and I said, wow, this is so cool because I used to like consume those contents a lot on Instagram. Mm. Those videocasts like um, uh, cuts, you know. Yeah. Um. And then I said, oh, if I want to do something 
I would have to invest, but I, I didn't want to be like on camera at all. But I said, okay, I really want to do this because, you know, today I have to work with something else. It's not that I hate, it's, it's okay, you know, it pays my, my bills. Um, it's an interest, interesting uh, job, so it's nice, you know, like so many people. But for sure, it's not something that I love. And I miss working something that I love so much. So I'm going, I'm going to invest in more equipment and make this happen. But I didn't have the place. Mm. So I, I I spoke to my old flatmate, Marcelo, who is in Brazil right now. And I said, hey, look, because we got the place together, it was like a new apartment, a brand new one, actually. Okay. So he said, no, that's fine. Yeah, you can use the living room to do this. I, I don't mind. I said, okay, that's fine. So Amazing. I started doing this, yeah. It was super cool, but I was getting tired of like, setting up every day, put all the equipment, yeah, receive the gas, record. It's a lot of work, unsettle, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unsettle everything, put everything back, and then have to edit. Yeah. There was a lot of work that people don't know actually, right? I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I'm just gonna move that a little bit, yeah. The yeah. camera facing you. <clears throat> so people usually people have no idea the, the, the time the time is spent on a, on a podcast. So it was a lot of work. And last year I spoke to a friend of mine. He's amazing. I actually advise you to invite him here. He has some business here. Ale Amarante. Okay. Uh, he's Brilliant. amazing. He's amazing. And I spoke to him. That Send me his contact details. I will yeah. for sure, yeah that I wanted to, my dream would have my own studio where I could leave every, everything there. Mm. Just just pop in there, do live show, get home, and then just work on the short versions for like the other social media. Yeah. And one day he called me, hey, Edo, can you talk now? I said, yes, I can. Okay, so I have a landlord here in, uh, <laughs> in this call. So yeah, let's talk to him. So can you visit the place? I said, what the fuck are you doing? I don't have money yet. I'm not ready yet. But no, 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 let's talk to him. And then like, I, we scheduled a day. I went there. Um, the place was cool, but so expensive. I said, no, of course I cannot afford this. It's like, no, just like, no, it's, it's impossible right now. And then he sent me another one, another one. And I texted the guy. And I called him because he, because like, he, he told me like, he has an offset like around the place you are right now. And I said, okay, so maybe it's better for me to call him now and just have a look if he's around. And then he called me back and he said, oh, no, no, yeah, just, if you wanna just go there now, I'll show you. It took me like 10 minutes because I was actually like beside the place. I, I, I went there, I saw there was like a small place, but I said, mm, maybe I can make it work. Like if I have those tripods come like upside down which I did, mm. uh, I can save lots of space. And I said, oh my God, what to do now? Should I take it or <laughs> should not? So that moment before you read, like that, the opportunity uh, opened before you. Um, and this, so look, they're all of the, the, they're like, oh shit, I have to pay for it. That's gonna be hard. Yeah. What about in two or three months if I can't afford it? Um, what made you push through and go for it? Uh, I think the dream of success, and I, I don't mean like success, like the 
fa- uh, being famous or now just do something that I really enjoyed of doing and perhaps one day I can only focus on this thing yeah that's that's something that I came to my mind and I say okay today I have a, a, a job that at least for now I am able to afford both like my rent and the studio's rent as well plus bills mm-hmm. I can do this and I had already one uh, sponsor brilliant so which of course like helped a lot yeah. to, uh, for myself to, to make that decision and I say okay I'm looking for more sponsor and you know the visual matters a lot yes for them for like you know business person yeah so there was one I I I believed in myself because I since I started the podcast I received like so many feedback many feedback that I wouldn't know if I hadn't started you get to I meet. wasn't ready to get those feedback you know and then like people say oh I'm so happy I'm so warm blah 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 and I was Jesus I need to keep it up you know I need to keep this thing like running but I'm I'm already exhausted the way I'm doing like setting up as I said recording unsettle everything editing editing for other social media I'm so exhausted and I want to get more sponsor and this is the opportunity that I have I saw a room it's well located it's nice the landlord told me I can do whatever I want so nice. which really cool because it it helped me like I couldn't do anything like yeah everything that I wanted you know like the, the wallpaper the phones on the wall like everything so he was so nice as well and I say okay if I want to grow if I want to get more uh, sponsor I have to show them that I'm not playing here yeah my job is serious I'm, I'm not just a hobby anymore I'm taking it serious you yeah. know that's that's why that's my goal and a bit of craziness as well I would say <laughs> <laughs> because like nowadays I'm gonna tell you I can't afford like having sushis and <laughs> usually usually it's pasta yeah basically every day yeah. but it's it's something that I I put in my mind that I'm gonna give it a try because I think it's gonna be worth it uh, that's that's the point that I say I was a bit crazy but I've heard that like crazy people succeed <laughs> so and th- there's a, also like one point that's actually very cool one day I interviewed um, uh, how can I say how how is that? Uh, well, he she does hip, hypnosis. Okay. Uh, what's the role? Hypnotherapy. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, hypnotherapy. Yes, hypnotherapy. Yes, exactly. And she said, "Oh, uh, if if you want to go uh, with me, I will give you a session for free." I said, "Okay, let's see it." Wow. I went there. That was a life changing. Okay. Yeah, it, it was because. She worked something that I had in mind and I said, I want to make my project succeed. I don't want to be afraid. I just, I don't want to be lazy. I want to do things. And she worked this thing in me and it actually worked because of course I didn't laugh. I didn't leave there. I, I didn't leave the place say, oh, now I'm a new person. No, 
but I could see like different behaviors of the way I think, you know, my mindset changed and suddenly I wasn't afraid of had, risk anymore. Had you ever been hypnotized before? No, that was the first time. Um, take me through the experience. Like you walked into a room, you sat down. She goes, okay, I'm going to get this clock and I'm going to wave it in front of no. her. <laughs> How does it work? No, um, there's, there's like two ways. Uh, of course, I went to the room. We had a chat because she wants to know. Before, before that, she, she told me what you want to work. Like via WhatsApp. And I said, okay, maybe I want to work this. Because I had never like thought like, okay, let me work on something that I need. No, we never like think like this. But she she asked me via WhatsApp and I said, okay, uh, let me think. And then I said to her, okay, it would be nice to work those things. And then I went to her room. We had a quick chat, like I would say 15 minutes, half an hour, something like that. And she said, okay, there's two ways I can do this. One, I think they call shock uh, something. It's uh, she does something with your arm and then suddenly you fall asleep. Okay. But I have uh, arrhythmia and she said, okay, so if you have arrhythmia, this is not like the one I'm gonna do on yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not like that's dangerous, but it's good to avoid certain things. Okay. So she said, I'm gonna do you this lonely way. You know, so you close your eyes. It's like a meditation. Okay. You close your eyes, you open your eyes, you do stuff with your hands that she's requesting you to do. And and then you fall asleep and like you don't remember like anymore. And then you are awake again. And wow. that's how you work. Interesting. That's what I'm going to tell it's you. Quite, I, I find that like... I'm anxious. I don't know why. Hearing that story, it's scary. I don't. I wouldn't like the idea of being hypnotized. Really? Like, it's one thing being hypnotized on a stage in front of an audience, being made a fool out of. But even with just one person, um, <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. Like, part of me uh, would like to do it. Yeah, but, but, another, another but it's, I, I was afraid as well because usually we have those things in our mind. The circles uh, way off uh, hypnotize someone. Because usually what we see on TV, on stage, that, oh, it's a show. It actually happens, you know, that's true. Mm. That, that's what she said to me because I asked the same thing, you know. Mm. But what she does actually is when we are like in this um, moment that we are between of being awakened and asleep, sleeping, um, she's basically telling to our brain that we should improve some something that you want because we can uh program our our brain to do like new things it's mm -hmm. not it's not like oh we are like this today so we are gonna like be like this forever no if you want to change for example if you wake up every day and say to yourself in front of a mirror like uh you're amazing and you know those those things your life will change somehow so this is the work that she does, actually. She's going to reprogram your brain to, like, act differently, you mm -hmm. know? No, it's I, it's I, interesting. I fully, I fully believe um, <clears throat> that sort of, sort, of, sort of stuff. I I think I've said this, maybe I've said this before, but I, 
you know, as a child, your very your imagination and everything is so strong. And I do remember um, when I was in, I remember being about six years old, and um, we were doing you know races in school, you know, for mm. for PE or whatever we were doing. The teacher just wanted to make us tired, um, and. I remember the teacher, his name was Mr. Lally, which is an I, he was an unusual man because he used a microphone oh, to really? teach. To uh, teach? Never have I ever had a, a, a teacher since that point. But, you know, at, at the age of like five, you're like, oh, it's totally normal that he's a microphone. Uh, and then you go into your teacher the next year and you're like, why doesn't this teacher have a microphone? <laughs> it's weird. Um, but I remember him saying, he goes, before you run the race, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine yourself winning the race mm. um, and this might have nothing to do with anything but I remember winning that race after visualising it right uh-huh. and I was like oh that works and then years go by and then I got interested in things like science and, this cool. and, and cool. all of that gets pushed aside because you're like no no there's no scientific proof behind that you can't test it if you can't test it forget about it yeah Um now, things maybe are changing and, and technology is developing and maybe they can test this stuff a little bit more. But let's just say throughout my 20s, I lost interest in all of that stuff like maybe hypnotherapy or or other visualization and everything like that. But then uh, there's a lot of books and things that you can read. I remember I read a book and I hate the name of the title of this book, but it's actually a really good one. It's called uh, Think and Grow Rich, I think it's called. Um, Bad title because it's really a sales title. Yeah. But the actual content of the book is very interesting because it's an author. It was a journalist who interviewed um, Andrew Carnegie and Carnegie, you know, Carnegie Hall in New York and this guy who went from nothing to billion billionaire I don't know whatever at that time and he interviews this guy over 20 years about his principles and how you know a lot of the stuff is common sense like Uh create a good community and people who can help you and you can help them and and that sort of stuff but then he does talk about like making your self believe that you can do something yeah you know that like Henry Ford was it said like whether you think you can or you can't you're right um I, I so believe those things. Yeah, I, I I really do. Like there's there's a uh, there's a member of my family. She always said that to me because she's very positive, and she, she's she always said that if you want something so bad, say it and have the mindset that you will have it mm. because it, it actually happens somehow. I'm not sure like if it gives like it you know, power for you to do more for what you believe. I don't know, but I, I so believe those things, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming <laughs> around to it. I think I had lost all that. But I'm coming around to that. But it's difficult at times because maybe it's it's like you have to live a little bit in that world and a little bit in the real world. Yeah. Like going back to you learning English, you wanted it, but you can't wake up the next day and speak it or do yeah. it. It takes time. You have to be yeah. patient. I think that's a really key yeah, I, I, I think it, like we have to know how to separate those things. You have to believe something, but it, it does not mean that you have like tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that's the point. So 
as you said, it, it, there should be like a, a balance, you know? It's nice to believe something that you really want, but it doesn't mean that you have like tomorrow, you have like to work. There's a whole process for you to achieve that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's important for you to work, you know, on your yourself as well. Otherwise yeah. you might get crazy, say, and frustrated as well, because yeah. like if you believe something can be done like super quick and those things, you know, just doesn't happen, mm. it's frustration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when or how long ago did you do the hypnotherapy? Uh, I did last year around October. Okay. I'm about to go that again. Okay. Yeah, I think I go twenty the seventh of February. All right, you're yeah. becoming a, a hypnotherapy addict. <laughs> I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring her here <laughs> just to convince you and all. No, because um, I, they say that some people are, are are susceptible to hypnotherapy and some people aren't. It'd be interesting to hear what her opinion on that is. Her opinion might be that everybody is to a certain extent. Yeah, she said. I can give you a spoiler because she said some people they are more resistant. Yes. So it's it's more challenge for her is more difficult for her to make them fall asleep yeah but for based on her own experience she was always able to manage that yeah of course there was a time that she had to spend like a long time with someone even myself i don't think i was that easy yeah i went to years ago um this i don't know if you call him a magician mm. um mind games mind tricks or whatever his name is Darren Brown I don't know if you know him he's from the UK he's brilliant like some of his stuff you know, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube I always loved the guy and I watched it on TV I was like I really want to go to one of his live shows so I went to a live show of his it was in the Board Gosh Theatre oh, nice. and um, great show right I was so nervous because what he did is he would throw frisbees into the crowd and oh. wherever it landed, you know, you're up on stage in front of, and then he'd like... <laughs> such a pressure. He, yeah, exactly. I was like, because it, it's not nice stuff. Like he was getting people to, he would hypnotize them and he'd have a glass of vinegar, tell them that it was water and they'd just drink the vinegar. Like again, whether or not it was vinegar, I don't know. It's hard to, to prove directly. But uh. one thing I will say is for the second part of the show, we had a little break and he said, when we come back, I'm going to put everybody in the crowd into a state of hypnosis. And I was like, I didn't sign up for this. You know, what, what's the story here? He said, it's not exactly hypnosis. It's kind of like sleepwalking, but not exactly sleepwalking. Um, and I was like, I'll explain after the, after the break. And I was nervous and I was like, I don't want to be hypnotized. And, you know, then there's the idea of like, I don't want to have to go up on stage in front of. Yeah. Um, so I said, I'm not going to do it, you know, air quotes. Um, then it came around to the second part of the show. <laughs> and, you know, I could see elderly couples, you know, preparing themselves to do it. I was like, OK, Mark, come on, you know, be brave. Let's do this. <laughs> so what he said was, I want you to sit kind of on the edge of your chair as if you're about to stand up. But, you know, just in that position, kind of like you're very you're sitting up straight uh, listen to my voice i was like that's all you have to do and he said as you said don't resist and um, because if you do resist it'll be uncomfortable and i was like okay this is all bullshit um then he's like you know the typical like okay just listen to my voice relax take a deep breath in take a deep breath out i was like okay whatever this is what is not nothing happening it's like now i want you to listen to the noise that i'm going to play 
and this noise came on in the theater. And the only thing I can kind of compare it to is imagine if you're underwater and you know, like imagine someone had like a Chinese gong and they hit it underwater uh-huh. and you can hear this boom, like this in, like Muffled. deep, deep vibration. I instantly started falling asleep um, like like this, you know, kind of like wow. whatever it was about that noise, it just something in my deep brain just go, go to sleep, you know. And then I started panicking because I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is working. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> um, and my heart, it was weird. It was feeling because I was falling asleep, but my heart was going so oh. fast. And then I was like, fight this, fight this. And I was like, you know, fight this. Interesting enough, the um, the person beside me didn't seem to be having any kind of effect. But whatever it was, it was affecting me anyway. And I fought through because I didn't want to do it. Then he stopped playing. And when the noise went off, I was fine again. Um, but then some people were standing up like he had told would happen and stuff. It's weird. Whatever that noise yeah. was, <laughs> it's like accessing the brainstem, I think. Yeah. Like your deep kind of... Um, reptilian part of your brain um so it, it's so for that reason i believe in in hypnotherapy and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah that's the <laughs> i always love those things especially because i used to see like on the you know on tv and but it was like they staged once they used to get like uh, uh, a chicken to like walk on a straight line and like if you can do this to an animal, like you can do like to animal, right? Mm, yeah. So it was like so, you know, super insane. Um, and when like she told me that she she has like this this knowledge, and I said, mm, I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very it was, cool. Like, very interesting. Mm. Can't wait to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> Give me where are, are a couple of your favorite spots in Dublin. Um. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very old, man. I'm super old. Well, uh, yeah, it's your bir- happy. How, can I ask how old you are on Monday? It's your birthday. Yeah, I actually posted it today because I couldn't remember this. Did, no this way. is how old I am. Yeah, I wasn't sure that I, I, I asked it like the, you know, the, my followers on Instagram. I say, hey, please help me out here. I was born in 87, so am I 35 or 36? I cannot tell. I just cannot What's tell. What's the difference? <laughs> um, well, it's always better to be 35, you know, yeah, like because 36 true. is like closer to the, the 40s. But yeah, I'm, 30, I'm turning 36 like uh-huh. on Monday. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, That's man. Life. You've thank made, you very You've much. made it this far. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Best part still ahead. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure of that, yeah. But... Um, Spots in the, yeah, well, I mean, um, since I am single again from, yeah, for a year now, I'll be over now. I like to be like, you know, to, to spend my time with myself mm-hmm. at home. But I'm actually lately have joined loads of uh, Brazilian parties because I made so many friends, yeah. you know, going on those places. But I love nature as well. So I would say Phoenix Phoenix Park is amazing. I, I love it so much. Um, clubs and stuff like that. I don't think I, w- I would have one. In Dublin. Um, I don't know. 
For is there any recommendation for people who you know maybe they're they've just came to Dublin right, um and the obvious place to go maybe is Dicey's, but they're thinking I'm sick of that. Can is there anywhere else? Would you have a different recommendation? Well, like for Brazilian people or yeah, for anybody for who's who's come here because it's not just Brazilians who go to clubs like that. It's like a real multicultural. Yeah, mixture. well, it's a diocese is like our our church, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we go there to we go there to pray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, like go. Let's let me ask you something. It's go like for parting or yeah. Okay, so there's a few spots that I like. Um, uh, how do you call the what we games with arcade? Uh, token. Token. Yeah, mm. and Smithfield Token is really cool mm. because yeah, it's different. You can play games. You can have fun with your friends. Um, what else? Usually I don't go out so much. Mm. That's that's the thing. I, I just like you're getting to my. Uh, I'm the same age almost, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yourself, like, well, like cafe and sand is cool yeah. as well. Uh, the the one beside it at uh, Dawson sixty seven something like this. Yeah, man, that's it's, changed name so many times. Yeah, so it's just... it's right beside cafe yeah. and sand. I I enjoy going there. Um, the Camden is cool as well. Even like if you wanna watch something on those huge screen, and mm. um, yeah, well, Temple Bar is like the postcard of Dublin, yeah, yeah. so I don't need to say you will definitely have to go there. Yeah. But yeah, I would say those places, uh, they are a nice place. But usually I don't go uh, out a lot. Uh, usually I go, you know, as I said to the Brazilian events. Like there's so many Brazilian concerts here with like musicians and singers they come from brazil you know to present their show here to us so that's being there's a a, a party that i love uh, to go every month there are two actually one is sertanejo's uh, style it's more like country uh, music mm. okay which is really strong in brazil in the brazilian community it it calls casa sertaneja it's sertaneja's house okay um, usually they do the how do you call it? the well place the well in front of um, oh Stevens Green Stevens yeah. Green yeah yeah and there's Bailich Favela it's a funk the Brazilian funk music it's the ones that we twerk a lot oh, yeah <laughs> you know those ones it's I th I think it's it's a bit similar to re uh, reggaeton yeah yeah like for the Latin uh, community uh, and culture. So trying to put Irish people into that music is like mixing water and oil. Do you think so? <laughs> because I've seen some Irish. I've seen some Irish there. No, no, I'm joking. I'm speaking from a, from a personal point of view. I just you are more than invited. Actually, you should yeah, go. To... I've got very limited dance moves. So and when oh, there's man, look at me, you don't need to dance. Just like be there. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the music. Be there and have I'm... have a, a, can have a pint as well. That will make me of feel course. more. Of course. Yeah. Uh, listen, twenty fifth. It's gonna be the carnival version okay. uh, of the Baile, the the Baile de Favela. Uh huh. I'm gonna bring you. I, I'm I'm there. 25th of February. Yes. And um, where is it on? The well as oh, well. The well. Yeah. You're I'm my there. guest. You're my guest. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. You're <laughs> my guest. To <laughs> you might regret that. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, I've taken a lot of your time. It's your birthday weekend. It's, it's I don't, don't right, want to. Um, we we said kind of we'd do an hour. We've done way more oh, than nice. that at this point. Um, 
we have, I mean, obviously there's very kind of multicultural mixture of people listening. I know that you do your podcast in Portuguese. Yeah. There's a lot of Brazilians in Dublin who listen to this podcast. Also, I think about 8% of the listeners are actually based in Brazil, um, oh, randomly cool. enough. Um, so how do we find your podcast? <clears throat> Just, it's super easy. I mean, I'll put a link in the... Yeah, in it's, the... it's super easy. It's Irlanda Talk Show. It's Ireland in Portuguese. <laughs> talk yeah. Show. Boom. Irlanda Talk Show. I think it's the same in Spanish, Irlanda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Irlanda Talk Show. Yeah, perfect. Every single social media, same name. Um, we'll check it out. Uh, I can have. To, I don't understand Portuguese, but as I said to you before, produced so well and it looks Thank great. You. And Thank you. Um, I'm very happy that you have that studio because it does take it to the next level. I yeah, think. Um, indeed. So it's great, and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It really, really has. Um, I'm looking forward Likewise, to the 25th. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you can come to one of our live podcasts. I'll tell you a little bit about that after as well. And, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who are listening, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. And yeah, all the best. Thank you. Boom. Well done. Thank Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.